0: Welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Alright, you you're doing well? For those of you who are here for the very first time this morning, I know my wife's already said it, but uh, welcome. I applaud your courage, I love the fact that there is new people in this church every week and it does take courage to come to a new place for the very first time, you know that? And so we applaud your courage, we thank God that you're here and we hope you're enjoying yourself, we really do. Um, If it is your first time or you missed last week, um, we're in the middle of a two-week series where I just thought it'd be great for us to take a stock take, everyone say stock take? Who knows what a stock take is? A stock take is, according to the dictionary, a reviewing and assessing of one's situations and options. And I think it'd be fantastic for every one of you who is married to take a stock take of your marriage. Because some of you think you're going well in your marriage just because you're still married. Well, she's there, so I must be doing all right. (laughs) Went to bed last night, she was in the bed, must be doing all right. The trouble is, if you live like that, and we've had to deal with this many, many times, where people are shocked and horrified when one night she ain't there and they got the guys saying, huh, what happened? She was there last night. But We need to take a stop take. And just because you're a good husband today doesn't mean you'll be a good husband tomorrow. And just because you're a good wife today, whoever was agreeing with me down on the front row, <laughs> doesn't mean you'll be a good wife tomorrow at least. He's a good man. I like him. Yeah. And just because you're a good student on the music team one day doesn't mean you're a good student on the wor- worship team another. I mean, we need to take a stock take. need to take a stock take of our families. There are some days, I, I honestly think I'm a great parent. I come away thinking, gee, I'm doing all right. And there are other days, for whatever reason, our kids... Just manifest their mother's side. <laughs> and it's like every, I was just like, are you kidding me? We have to take a stock take. There are some days where leading this church makes me look like an incredible leader. Everything seems to be going well and everyone's happy. Those days are wonderful. I make the most of those. And then there's other days, it just seems like nothing is going right. And it's good to take a stock take of the church. And so at the beginning of every year, we get quite excited about what we want to achieve in the year. And um, we make a lot of big promises and big projections. And uh, I thought it would be fitting for us midway through what we declared we wanted to achieve this year, that we could just look at where are we going in all of that last week was looking at our big vision that doesn't change year after year and that is that we would be a church that would seek to connect people to three things can anyone encourage me this morning by way of just possibly jumping into the recesses of your mind I'm going to pretend that's not up there and you can all bless me and just recall off the top of your head the three key things that we are seeking to achieve as a church by way of connecting people to God. and church. the church and Jesus. awesome, awesome, awesome. I don't, know what I don't know what I was going to say then. It came out wrong. Did I just swear? It sounded wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know. Awesome I was trying to say, I think awesome and so we looked at that last week and uh, again all of our messages all of them are awesome and all of them are available on our website and you can download them by way of mp3 or you can go straight to itunes you can actually click a button where it will automatically download every message we, automatically onto your itunes jig. Playlist, whatever you call that. Okay, so whatever is your preference. Okay, or if you're just really old school and you want to buy a CD every week, you can still do that. I think. Can we do? Do we still do that? We do. You you can still do that. So you can actually order the DVD, CD. You can MP3 it. You can uh, iTunes it. Cassette Cassette (laughs) tapes. You probably didn't even know what happened then. A cassette tape. uh Vinyl. (laughs) Who remembers the old days of cassette players and the thing would get stuck and you'd be... you have to get the old pen and just... Stupid thing. Only to put it in there and you'd hear it next time. You do all that work and it's still stuffed. We had it tough back in the day, didn't we? We had it tough. You guys got it easy just pushing buttons. We had to... (laughs) Some of you are older than me saying, oh, shut up, Tony. You don't know nothing. My dad's sitting there back in the day, horse and cart, cardboard box, middle of the road, you know, just like... You were lucky. got nothing to complain about man you sing good songs we sang some of the dumbest songs when we were growing up in in church I mean like we love Jesus but some of the songs my goodness me anyway that's another story it's another story it's another story okay and so we looked at all that last week you can get that on the cd that's what I'm trying to say um I also mentioned some people that had recently had their lives impacted by way of sharing our vision in the last little while in this church. And I know that that did your heart good as it did mine good in just sharing the stories. And I thought it'd be fantastic, I haven't even warned these people, but I think it'd be fantastic for you to see who I'm talking about. Because some of you have probably got in your minds, oh yeah, Candice, yeah, drugs, drink, yeah, I got, I've got a picture of mine, I know what she looks like. The amazing thing about these people's testimonies is, you looking at them, you would never know what I told to be true. And so whoever I spoke about last week, I think it was Tina and Irene. If Wendy, the birthday girl, could come up with Irene, that would be fantastic. And uh, she's in Victory Kids. Now, well, we can get her out. I want, I want you to see her. No, she's here. Alicia, just, you're just, just, okay. These two, welcome. Them. It was, it was a Tina and, uh, and uh, who else did we speak about last week? Who did I, um, 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 Candace Candice, is, is Candace here or she's out working again? No, she's, she's in kids. Come and get her, man. Come on, you got you got us again. Let's welcome these guys as they come. Come, come in, 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 come in. Now. Now, you heard me last week share the stories. Were you in the meeting last week when I, you weren't here, that's fine. Uh, you was in the kids, which is awesome. But I, I told some stories about you. I did. Oh, and, and I told some stories about you. And I told some stories about Candace who hopefully is coming in a little while. And uh, I, I just want to, you, you won't know, but I, I just want to know from you at least, was I exaggerating the stories in any way, shape or form? We need a microphone. Oh, just know. talking to my microphone. <laughs> no, get a good a mic. Here we go. here we go. Here we go. Cool. I wasn't. This is the whole ad-libbing thing. We're just kind of going with it. Bear with me. Okay. Um. Probably not really. Actually, they were quite accurate. I mean, Candice's might have been a little bit more <laughs> over-exaggerated, but um, <laughs> that was about it. But is yeah, it true? Yeah. Yeah. Is it true that for many years you two had a massive conflict and there was no talking and
1: Yes, definitely, grace.
0: definitely. We hadn't spoken for four and a half years yet since Bo, the day Bo was born. <laughs> that was the last time we saw each other. If you see these two in the cafe, you'd never, ever know that they had a four-year silence, not talking, and it's just absolutely amazing. I think yes. it's awesome. Look at them; they're both beautiful girls. <laughs> And is it true, I'm not going to embarrass you, I want to know what you said. but the general story about coming to the church through playgroup and women's and some of the, the opposition you received and, mm. and some of the changes that have taken place in your life since being in this church, that God's not only saved you, he's helping in your marriage. Absolutely. Not exaggerating that? No, absolutely. Do you want to say anything at all to these wonderful people? I believe that if I didn't end up coming to church that I wouldn't have a marriage anymore. I believe that God saved me to save my marriage. I always thought it was my husband that had to change. Listen up, ladies. This is good. Listen right now. There's a woman of God, a prophetess in the house. Speak. Well, he did. (laughs) But it had to start in me. For that, for our marriage to be saved. So yeah. That's an awesome. Okay, girls, I'll put you out of your misery. You can go down now. Thank you. Isn't that awesome. That's why we're here, church, to see lives changed. And what we're finding more and more is that you know it's the different extremes of life that people are coming to us. Some people have lived really, really tough miserable hard lives and then there's others who actually had a really good life some of the people that we've impacted recently were actually living better lives than a lot of christians because unbeknownst to them they were actually putting into practice christian principles and they were receiving the blessing of that but you know what you can put christian principles into your life but you still doesn't mean that you're a christian and so when i think about andre and many others in this church who've come to christ that their life was good they don't have a sob story their life was good But their testimony is that since having God in their life, their life has got a whole heap better. Isn't that awesome? So church, that's why we exist, to connect people to God, to connect people to his church, and ultimately to connect people to his purpose. And so having said that, at the beginning of this year, we themed our year, a year of the Lord's favor, because we believe that it's kind of a year whereby we can ask God pretty much for anything. I really felt that in God, just to stretch our imaginations and to stretch our faith. I say that because year 2008 for me was one of the toughest years of my life. And I know that would be true for many of you. 2009 with the building project was the busiest year of our life. And I really sensed that there's something of God's favor upon this particular year, 2010. And so we themed the year, the year of the Lord's favor. We believe in God to do some incredible things. And so with that in mind... Um, we laid down a list of things that we're believing for this year. And I don't know if you remember, but the first thing I said I want to see change this year is that you're going to get a new leader. And uh, that freaked some of you out because you all thought I was going to be leaving. But I said, you know what, this church deserves a new leader. I believe every local church needs a new leader after five years. And I believe that's why so many churches get a new pastor after five years. Um, And if we don't get a new pastor, then you need to get a new man who can reinvent himself and uh, stay fresh in God. And so my challenge to you was, I'm not going anywhere, but I want to become a new man, a new leader for a new season in which we find ourselves. Now, I'd like to tell you that that's done and dusted. Tick, um, I don't know if I can tick the box, but I think I can at least mark the box to say, "I'm, I'm I'm on the way. And uh, some of the feedback I've received um, by way of the way we're doing life and the preaching and different things and, and my look on life, I, I think I'm making some inroads into that declaration that this church deserves a new leader and I want to become that new leader and I think I'm on the way. I don't know that I'm there, but am I somewhere? Am I, am I moving towards that? Is that okay? Getting there? Maybe. Cool. Sweet. Excellent. Excellent. Um, So we talked about that. The second thing we talked about was the fact that we would have a family discipleship program launched. We felt as the church was growing that we needed to um, put a little bit of structure, more structure than before, around um, our church and who we're actually uh, accountable to. And uh, we launched what we call our Family Discipleship Program, and that's been going all of this year. And I want to say, for me, that is one of the most fruitful and rewarding things that we've done this year. There are people that have sat through that course that have been with us for many years. There are people that have sat through that course that have only just been brand new to the church and it's been a real grounding time of helping people understand who we are as a church and what it is that we're trying to achieve. It's something we worked hard on particularly Pete in putting that uh, together and uh, I'm sure as the years go by we will tweak it and we'll massage different things at different times but generally speaking it's really been helpful to us to know you know who's serious, who's with us and it gives people an opportunity particularly newer people to know what they're saying yes to or know what they're saying no to. So um, we launched the Family Discipleship Program and again for the sake of time I don't have opportunity to go into all of these things and explain a whole heap about them but if you want to know more because this is your first time visit or possibly you've been coming a few weeks and you want to know more about anything I share today please feel free to go to the information desk and get some more information. So we launched the Family Discipleship Program and that's been a great success so far. The Connect Groups were cancelled and postponed for the initial launch of the Family Discipleship Program, but we have recently restarted slash relaunched the Connect Groups, and uh, we presently have 20 Connect Groups that you can plug into. We would love to see that number go to 30 by the end of the year, because we believe as the church gets bigger, it's got to get smaller. Some of the things that you cannot and will not get in the bigger gathering is able to be found, I believe, in the smaller gatherings, and those smaller gatherings for us are called connect groups. I believe the big and the small go hand in hand. I don't believe it's one or the other. I believe there's something fantastic in coming together like this. And there's something that you can only get in this environment. But there's some things that you can't get. And so we place a high priority upon connect groups they're not perfect we don't have a perfect connect group we don't but we do have a group of people leading those connect groups that love God love this church and will love you if you will let them and I believe um, for the most part the people that are plugged into connect groups um, are able to hang around and get involved in the plans and purpose of God far more than if we just sit on the peripheral and uh, don't get involved so please if you're not involved in a connect group I want you to know there's many of them already and there's going to be many more into the future so please again see the information desk about the connect groups that would be great um, we had our youth camp this year already which was fantastic and uh, I know the young people had an incredible time, which was excellent. And uh, obviously the highlight was to come back here to church, having had our young people all revved up. There's close to 100 kids went away and uh, they all revved up. And to fire the church up and Chris Gug, who was the keynote speaker for the camp, came and preached with us on Sunday night. Who remembers that? Uh, that was a fantastic night and it's been great to see some of the fruit already uh, in the lives of these younger ones. And so that was a huge success and I'm sure they'll be doing something similar next year. Uh, in January this year, we were able to host the Influencers uh, Youth Component of the Influencers Conference, which was great. And uh, as a local church, we were able to host 750 youth in January and uh, one of the, the star attractions was to have the Australian, the recent Australian idol, Stan Walker, and uh, we have um, put our hand up to host the 2011 youth component of the influencers conference as well and again i let you know those things because these are meetings and 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 these are conferences that we could never have hosted back at 308 nelson road 750 young people crammed up at 308 nelson road it never would have happened and so it's a real privilege to know that uh, we can cram that many young people in. And there was room for more. So uh, it gets really exciting. And I know Ashley and the, the young guys that uh, involved in that conference really do want to see that grow and grow and grow. So that's something else that we've done this year, tick the box. Another thing we did this year, which for me, I- I'm biased, I know, but this for me is the highlight of 2010 to date, by far, bar none. And I think some of the men know where I'm going with this. I thought, is it up there? No. And it's the bloke. Are there any Aussie blokes in the house this morning? We had an idea. And granted, it's come from other things we've seen and heard about and read. But we've packaged all of that in the context of Adelaide 2010 with a group of men, male leaders, and we thought, how can we reach our blokey mates? And we, we didn't know the answer to that, but we knew some of the things that wouldn't attract our Aussie mates. And in a, sitting in a circle singing Kumbaya, <laughs> with a guitar that's out of tune, with a worship leader that sings out of tune, is not gonna cut it. Not for the most of the guys that we're trying to reach. And so we got together we came up with a particular creative strategy of getting rid of all the chairs in this particular auditorium, putting in a big boxing ring by getting the South Australian Amateur Boxing Association on side with us and getting a few men in a ring, having a few little exhibition bouts, um, getting Toff and Andy in there. Um, having um, uh, the uh, ability to be able to purchase a beer and a burger uh, amongst a whole heap of blokes was a little bit risky to say the least but what I do know, like I do know, like I do know, is we can't just keep doing the same old thing and expect a different result. And so we put ourselves out there a little bit and uh, we got a little bit of flack. And to the credit of this church, it didn't really come from here so much as people outside of the church who felt you know, at liberty just to phone and abuse us. And that's quite literally what they did. But that aside... Anyone who came on the night, anyone who witnessed what they saw, kind of caught our heart behind what it is that we are trying to do and achieve. And while we may need to tweak all these events, as I'm sure we will into the future, it is our passion to reach hardened Aussies that have never been to church, that don't know the gospel, that don't know Jesus, at best they may know a little bit about religion, And we want to do what we can to be able to reach those. And we're getting testimonies in their dribs and drabs about the great things that have taken place as a result of that men's night. When we did the men's night, it was not about people dropping to their knees, repenting and giving their lives to Christ on that night. That was not the purpose of the night. It's what we call a pre-evangelism night, where we just open people's minds to the fact that maybe church isn't what they first thought it was. And that's not just in the building and just in the things, but it's also in the people. Having said that, it was funny to see men walking into this auditorium, you know, putting a lot of adjectives, expletives that I can't mention this morning in front of, this is awesome. So beep, 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 awesome. And many of the guys, you know, were just blown away by what they saw. And I got an uh, email just this week by a man who's in leadership at another church at Balaclava and he had a small group of his men come down and one of those guys that came down was an unsaved young man who was blown away by the night who has since got involved in their church and given his life to the Lord. Isn't that awesome? And so it's not just been a blessing to this church We've been able to put on an event that's been a blessing to other churches. I was speaking to another leader in the city on Friday and he was phoning up and asking about the men, men's event and I was telling him it's the best thing by far that we've done by way of outreach this year. And he said, Tony, when I heard you did that, I didn't like the idea. But I want to tell you, you're stretching my mind and I'm realizing I have to change if I'm going to be relevant to the culture in which we're working. And so directly and indirectly as a church, we are influencing the way people think. We are not condoning violence. We are not condoning uh, drunkenness. We are not uh, condoning a lack of self-control. We're creating a platform by which we can earn the right to speak into people's lives. Amen? And I want to say this while I'm on this subject. You know, when it comes to doing things well... Some of you may look at what we do and think, oh, what's the need of that? What's the need of that? Can I just say this? When it comes to excellence, the, the, the value for excellence to me is this, excellence, while as Christians, we may not need it because we can sing out a tune and we can put up with a guitar because, because we know God and we know the people that are trying to do their best. We may have the grace for that, but I want to tell you, excellence gives us the right to be heard. If we just do things on a very low level, very poor, very shabby, People are less inclined to want to listen to us. You say, no, that's not true because God is all powerful. Yes, he is. But he gave us a brain. The trouble is most Christians, they don't use their brain. Let me say it this way. If you've got marriage problems and you've got a choice to go to someone who's got a good marriage or an excellent marriage or someone who's got a bad marriage, who, who would you like to go to for help? The excellent marriage or the poor marriage? Excellent marriage. Excellent marriage. And so people want to see excellence because it gives us a right to be heard. It doesn't save anybody. It doesn't regenerate a soul. It just gives us access to be able to speak about a God that they know nothing of. That's all it is. Lights will never save anyone. Boxing will never save anyone. None of these things in and of themselves will save anyone. It's God through His Holy Spirit that saves and regenerates a person. That's it. But this does give us the opportunity to be heard. And what we're finding through doing this men's event, people are saying, tell me more. I'm not coming to church, just tell me more. All of a sudden, they weren't listening, now they're asking questions. That's what it's all about. And when you look at your own life, and when I look at my life, the salvation process was that, a process. It wasn't a one-off event. It was a series of conversations. It was a series of things that happened. It was people saying this and then someone saying that and then someone saying that until you get, find yourself cornered and you give in. And so all of these things, I trust and pray, are helping people get closer to coming to know Christ. And so for me, I would go on record and say to date that this is the best outreach thing this church has ever done. And I want to encourage you men to dream. I want to encourage the ladies to dream of how you might be able to get into people's worlds. We're not talking about sinning. We're talking about getting in their world. That we might be the salt and the light that people need to know Christ. So we did that and it was a huge success. And we are looking at doing another one. It may look a little bit different. It may be boxing, it may not be boxing. We're going to talk about some of those details, but we are looking at doing another bloke night in November sometime. So stay tuned for that. The bread ministry is another thing that we initiated this year, and that's been supplying bread to needy families and schools. And again, uh, for those in need, it's been a real, real blessing. Got a lot of great feedback from that the homework program is another thing that was initiated in particular by mick and uh, there's some kids that are receiving after school tuition particularly the slow learners and the dysfunctional family types that have been able to get the extra tuition through mick and others helping out in that area and that's at the north ingle primary school and i just want to say mick thanks for what you're doing he's doing an incredible job he really is I feel it's good that we share all these things because some of us you know, just are not not aware of what we are doing into our community right now. I was speaking to a a church that's well known for the work that's doing into the community and I said, do you mind if I ask, what are you doing? And by the time they listed off three or four things, I thought, that's great, but is that it? And they've got a massive reputation. And I thought, as a church, we're doing far more than that and we don't have that reputation. And I think maybe that's a fault of mine for not sharing more of what we're actually doing. So that's why I really feel to tell you what it is that we're doing in the life of not only this church, but also our community. Uh, the Women's Conference, as Kath has already mentioned, is something we mentioned we're going to do. And that's coming up in less than a week. So ladies, if you have not registered, please, please, please register. If you've had a bad experience with women's ministry, register. If, you've, if you're just staying away for whatever, please. You saw Cast tears. That's not manufactured. That's not for manipulation purposes. That's because this thing flows through her veins. She's got a passion for God's people, in particular, a passion for God's girls. And so it's going to be an incredible opportunity. I really do believe there's an opportunity for you just to saturate yourself in the presence of God and the presence of God's girls, and you'll be absolutely blessed and ready to take on the world. So that's coming up next week. KidGo has been an incredible success. Uh, record numbers at the last KidGo. Uh, KidGo is a program again put on by Mick and our, youth, uh, and our kids ministry team. And um, we've had a total of five KidGo's in this new building with a total attendance of over 1,000 kids, which is fantastic. Um, families have come from places such as Lindock and Mount Barker and O'Halloran Hill just to be here, which is awesome. And it takes over 500 volunteer, uh, volunteer hours per KidGo to run. And I want to say much of our growth is coming through what is taking place in the kids. So if you've been involved in KidGo, why don't you quickly stand? We just want to applaud you. Thank you for what you're doing. Mick and all the team, stand up, stand up, stand up, wherever you are, you're doing a great job. Fantastic. And the other thing we mentioned was getting out of these four walls and getting out of the boundaries of Australia and going overseas and doing a couple of trips. I steer away from the word mission trips because when I use the word mission trips, it seems like unless you go overseas, we're not doing missions. Mission is simply you sharing the love of Christ to anyone who doesn't know. That's we're all on a mission, and so I'm purposely steering away from the term mission trip because we're all doing mission trips, hopefully. But as far as these mission trips beyond the borders of Australia, um, we are having the privilege of seeing some 10 or is it 11 girls going to India this year and again if we can do this really really quickly it'd be fantastic for them just to come up on stage so that you can see who they are so that you can get them in your heart and that you can continue to pray for them and maybe throw some finance their way or whatever the case may be because we want to be a blessing to these who are going but also to the places that we're going so if you're involved in the India trip ladies why don't you come up on stage at the same time we're sending seven men and their seven sons uh, to Madagascar to do a dads and lads trip and it'd be great if the men involved in that could quickly come up on stage. So if we can have the men, I don't know if any of the younger kids are here. They're probably out with the Victor uh, um, kids at the moment. But if you can quickly come up on stage, that would be great. Um, I'm one of those seven. So there's me, there's Pete, there's Dave, there's Gary. Um, who else we've got here? It's Mark. I need my glasses. Mark. And someone else is missing. Uh, Sean Melville. Here he is. And there's someone else. Someone else. Uh, it's Paul. Paul is also coming with us, um, and uh, I don't know where he is this morning, whether he's out the back or whatever. So these are some of I don't know if it's all of, but some of the, the guys and girls that are going to India, and I think it's just fantastic if we could very quickly just stand out it, we're going to pray for them. Is that all right? Fantastic. Can, you, can, can everyone see everyone? Is that right? Is that all the girls? Something at the back? Okay, cool. And we're missing Paul here today. but And all obviously the kids. So we're going to have a great time. I was speaking to Peter Howard Brown uh, just uh, this week. And he said, this trip that we're doing to Madagascar, and this will put some of the mums at ease um, who are sending their sons off, this will be his 47th trip to Madagascar. They say you take a nation. You just keep going back and going back and going back and going back and going back. And that's what he's committed himself to doing. And to put some of the mums, he says probably the worst thing you have to worry about your kids is them stubbing their toe on a rock. Okay, so um, just breathe easy, ladies. That would be great. It would be fantastic if um, we could just stretch our hand out. That would be excellent. Yeah, Father, we want to thank you just for... What you're doing in this church we're encouraged by all the things that are taking place on a local level but we thank you for this opportunity right now to be able to stand with these men and women and and and, and young lads that are going into another part of the world to be a blessing and I pray that through this time lives will be changed the lives of those that we are going to but also father the lives of those that are actually doing the going I pray that lives would be changed, that we could be transformed more and more into your image. And I pray that as we do a download of these particular nations, as you download stuff into our hearts regards your heart for other cultures and other people in other parts of the world. I pray, dear God, that that would resonate through this church. And I pray that we could do many more trips like these. But it wouldn't just be the same people going. It would be others who are getting a passion and a desire for other places and other parts of the world, dear God. And I pray that, dear God, into the third world and first world because all people need to hear you. And so I pray in Jesus' name for your hand of protection. I pray for your peace. I pray for your kindness. I pray for... The kids who are joining us right now. Where's my son? He's not good enough to come up here. Okay, cool. And we just pray, Father, that it's just been an incredible time of bonding. We pray it'll be an incredible time of ministry. And we really do pray that you'd be glorified in and through these ones. And we ask that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's put our hands together. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please take your seats. Is this helpful this morning? You okay with this? Excellent, excellent. There is one thing that we will not be doing, and it's something I made a big promise about and I get all excited about, and it's to do with the property next door. The landowner of this property gave us access into using next door's property um, because no one was interested in it, it was sitting there vacant, um, and um, we were unable to do anything with it initially because of time and because of finances, et cetera, et cetera. In the meantime, while we've waited, someone else has shown an interest and uh, not only is next door property uh, unavailable now, but also the property next to that with the big shed that has since been vacated and now a new trucking company is going to be coming in. So what you're going to see happening next door um, is the whole Fish Haven building is going to be leveled and it's going to become a, a, a storage for a whole heap of containers. And so the landowner is going to be putting a big fence down the side of this property Um, which means we're not going to be able to use that uh, property as first thought. And um, that's just one of those things. And so um, we were talking about doing it up for kids ministry. In a sense, it's sad because I think of the potential of what we could have done. At the same time, I know that when one door closes, another one opens, and we've just got to entrust ourselves to God that something else will take place. And so I just want to let you know that because I did say we were going to do something there, and that's not going to happen. All right? And again, if you have any more questions on these things specifically, please feel free to let us know. Uh, the things that haven't yet happened that are coming, we mentioned about ordaining Sess um, and Nick into a place of an eldership. Uh, you may have been aware that um, that hasn't happened. Having said that, hasn't stopped him preaching up a storm week after week after week, which is just really awesome. But um, the main reason for the delay has got nothing to do with any disciplines or sins or reconsidering. Uh, It's purely, we wanted to get Tom tapping, because I just love the way Tom ordained our last lot of elders. And he's kind of like a father uh, by way of gifting. And it just hasn't worked out that he can come. The only time he could come, I wasn't around, so it just wasn't going to work out. And so more than likely, uh, we can keep waiting for Tom. (laughs) And that may happen, but uh, if that keeps dragging out, I've asked JD if he'd come and minister, and also in him ministering in this church, to come and just pray for and lay hands on these couple. And he said he's more than happy to do that. So hopefully sometime in the next couple of months, we'll be able to see Nick and Cez released into that position that we talked about at the beginning of the year. All right. The Kidgo Creative Arts, um, we talked about launching that this year. That's not going to happen, but it will happen. It happens early next year. Mick's just nodding there, so that's uh, that. Um, the property, meaning this particular property, there are some things that we wanted to do that we haven't done um, by way of, we want to do the cafe. You know, we talk about this welcome lounge that we have. Have you noticed we actually don't have a welcome lounge? Uh, we just kind of send people in the corner of the cafe. Uh, that's become our welcome lounge. Um, but um, it is something we want to do. And some of the things that we haven't been able to do this properly have purely been a financial uh, situation and a timing situation. We don't even have a sign out the front yet. Okay, so we've been trying to pray and weigh up what's the best with the monies that we have. Where does the money best need to be um, put at this point in time? And so we are going to be relaunching the building fund. Okay, uh, for financial year 2010, 2011, and we'd love you as a uh, church members to get involved and think about where you can sacrifice in order that we as a church can continue to advance. And when I say that, it's not that we stand up here as elders or leaders asking you to do it and not us. Can I just say um, that there is a bit of an indictment on this church? Cass said we're a generous church. I don't know that we are. I think we've got some generous leaders. I think we've got some really generous leaders who have enabled us to do a lot. But I don't know if that flows throughout the whole church. And so I want to challenge you. If you love God and you love this church, can that be seen in our financial giving? I'm not going to manipulate the situation. I'm not going to twist your arm. I'm not going to hunt you down. We're not going to knock on your door. I want, you to have a, I want, I want us to respond out of a love. We've got an incredible leadership team that love this church. And they are giving. They're not giving 10%. Guys are, 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 are extending their mortgage to have money instantaneously ready. And I can't keep going to them and say, let's do that again. I want us as a church to really consider. And I'm going to talk more about that next week for the sake of time. okay? And because there's so much more we can do and need to be doing when it comes to this particular property. Um, there is an ongoing issue with our old property. And that's the boundary wall. We are, we are having money taken out of our account on a weekly basis because of lawyer's fees because next door the shopping center has taken us to court about this boundary wall which was an existing problem before we ever got there and we said that and they said well that's fine take that up with the previous owners so they want us to get into a, a lawsuit with them and then our previous owners and it's just ridiculous and I want us to know as a church to own that and to really pray that this thing could come to an end because it's absolutely ridiculous. There's a boundary wall issue that was long was there long before we ever bought the property. And they never bought it up with the previous owners. They bought it up with us because we were the present owners at the time. And we've just got stuck with this thing. And it's an absolute indictment. It really is. Because money has been poured into this thing while li- lawyers just write each other's letters. And I want to see this thing finished. And so please, please, please stand with us on that one. Again, any more questions, we're happy to answer them. Just now is not the time. Um, The LifeWorks community opportunities are endless but I do want to say that we are launching uh, week one of term four, our gym program for underprivileged kids. Um, And uh, it's an incredible opportunity for us to get involved. We had a government grant of about $12,500, which we've put into buying a whole heap of gym equipment. Uh, The rage room is going to be used to set that up and we're going to have people coming in and training some of these kids. And again, that's just one usage of this particular equipment. There's so many more things that we as a local church can be doing. And I think when you start um, uh, combining the physical and the spiritual, the relational and the emotional, it gets really exciting. This church is not just about the spiritual needs, there's so many other needs. And uh, I get really excited about that. And I know Lee and Sarah Thornton and uh, Miss Halliwell are also uh, going to be leading that and helping in that particular area. So um, and, and, and that all this is on the uh, context of all the other things that have been taking place: the hospital ministries, the prison ministries, um, nurture and play group, etc. etc. Um, let me just close with this particular thought okay and that is that we need more and more volunteers if our band can come up that'd be great but we need more and more volunteers this there's a lot of volunteers but there's a lot of people not volunteering there's a lot of people that are volunteers that are doing two and three and four different things and some of us are doing nothing and we catch the person that's doing two and four and you know five different things and, and they may just be a little bit tired and we say oh they're tired we have an opportunity to lessen the load. Let me read some statistics from this church. Since this church has been open, so in the last 12 months, there's been 13,520 coffees poured. 156, uh, 1,560 cans of soft drink. 1,040 croissants. 52 kilos of mixed lollies. 208 pairs of rubber gloves, 3,120 dishwasher cycles, 1,144 bags of rubbish been taken out. And can I just say that when I mention these figures, we don't pray, we don't say, Lord, 1,144 bags of rubbish, be gone in Jesus' name. No, it takes some precious people of this church to get their hands dirty and they push it in. And they, they tie it up and they take it to the bin. While well, some of it just come and do nothing. 1,144 bags of rubbish taken out by some precious people in this church. And we're not saying everyone has to do that. But there's so many more opportunities. 520 meters of alfoil. 520 meters of glad wrap. 30,000 sheets of paper. 5,200 office calls were answered. 416 jumbo rolls of toilet paper were consumed, used, wasted, whatever. Screwed up, put in water, thrown, who knows? 3,900 toilets were cleaned. I doubt that any time that these 3,900 toilets that were cleaned, someone's sitting there thinking, this is my destiny. I was born to do this. Thank God for Jesus and his church that I found my destiny. No, we say, it's got to be done. Someone's got to do it. I'll do it. 20,800 cars have been parked on Sundays. Again, think about that. 20,800. I wonder how many times they got a thank you, a welcome, a hi. I wonder how many times people said, I'm not parking there, I'm going to park there. As if it's not bad enough parking. Parking. 20,800 car parks. But some of the abuse, some of the lack of willingness just to go where they've said to go. Puts it in perspective. There's been 72 band rehearsals, 1,872 hours of private practice and learning songs. See, some of you say, we need to worship longer. Well, how much more time do you want these guys to keep giving? See, sometimes we just don't equate what really goes on. 500 plus hours spent setting up, focusing and maintaining our stage lighting. 1,100 hours spent behind auditorium cameras and video mixers. 54,080 chairs put out, straightened and re-straightened. Please straighten your chair when you leave today. 800 hours spent creating more than a dozen dramas and dances. Sometimes we can go and watch a drama and, nah, yeah, it's all right, with no respect, yeah. no thought of the time, the effort, and the energy that goes into these things. Youth group working directly with four schools, 14 schools represented at youth. 128 hours spent on Friday nights in youth programs. There's been no accidents resulting in death or limb amputation. <laughs> Only one broken nose, which was self inflicted. 16 filming sessions of V News, totaling 39 hours of filming. 416 hours spent editing together uh, the editions, 52 editions of V News, totaling 130 minutes of viewing. For the 39 hours of footage shot and 130 minutes of footage viewed, that equates to Danny making 30 hours of mistakes. And Nikki rolling her eyes roughly 1,716 times per episode. I could go on and on and on. You know what I've learned about church is this church is not perfect. And there's a stack of things about this place that need to change. But who knows? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, you're that person to help bring that change. I know the answer is never to sit back, do nothing, and then complain. That's never the answer. In actual fact, I know a guy who's leading a great youth group right now. And he's in a church, you know, that he loves. But you know what? I think he's quite frustrated by the senior leadership. But because he's so busy getting involved with a job, it brings that balance. And he's doing an incredible job. See, if we were just busy getting on with the job, we wouldn't have the time to equate whether this was good, bad, or indifferent. And we wouldn't have to critique our friends who, you know, who maybe weren't as happy on the door today or weren't as happy in the car park today because this is the fifth thing that they've been doing this week because others aren't doing anything. Church, if this is your church, we would love for you to put your hand up and get involved somewhere. We trust that you can find your niche we trust that you can find your fit. We trust you can be a round peg in a round hole, but sometimes you only get to that place by being a round peg in a square hole. Sometimes we only get there by doing the job that is required, regardless of whether you feel called to it or not. And so I, 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 I want to say this without losing my temper or losing my joy. Love this church. And if you do, there's an incredible opportunity to get in. And I want to fight and break the notion today that says, well, we're a large church, they don't need my help. You know what? The larger the church, the more help we need. Don't ever think for one moment that because, you know, everything seems to be taken care of, and that may be true, but it's been taken by care of by people who maybe aren't having the rest that they could have if someone else got involved in that roster. You might look up and think, well, the musos I'm a Muso, but yeah, they've got it covered. Yeah, but they're giving out every week. How about being able to have a roster whereby they can have three weeks off in a row, four weeks off in a row because there's so many people wanting to help out. Same with the cleaning, same with the kids, same with... Every area in our church needs help. Every, every area needs help and we have an opportunity to make a difference. Amen. Will you please stand with me? We're out of time. I wanted to hand out some information sheets we'll do it next week now for the sake of time whereby we can get your details to keep you informed as to all the things that are happening because we know that phone numbers change and details change and addresses change and so we want to we want to be able to keep you abreast of all that is happening we also want to relaunch our building fund and we're going to give out those forms next week now but if you can start thinking about that that would be great again we're not going to hunt you down we're going to twist your arm we're not going to chase you up to have to volunteer we're just simply putting it out there and we want the motivation behind all that we do to be one of love, one of appreciation, one of gratitude for what Jesus has done for us, but also what many, many incredible people are doing for us week after week after week. Even when I say amen, there's going to be people, and even right now, I can see them rushing out to get into the cafe, for them to do their best and not earn a cent, for us to be able to say whether we like the coffee or not, for us to be able to have the privilege to be able to say, too cold, too bitter, too strong. Mick Roberts. <laughs> you heard my heart this morning? Yeah. I love this church. I really, really do. And I want to see her come into her fullness. And that's why I preach these things passionately. Because the only way she can come into her fullness is by taking seriously what is being said on moments just like this. We will never be the church Jesus wants us to be if we just leave serving to the faithful few and remain a lazy lot. It's never been in our heart. And I will never swallow that 20% do 80% of the work. I know that's a statistic that's worldwide, but let's break that. Why not? Why not be a church that says, you know what? Let's be different. There's great things that are happening. And that's because of two things. The goodness of God and the goodness of God's people. The things I've testified to, and as you'll see, there are more things that we've done this year than we will not do and have not yet done. So that should encourage us all. But for every program and for every testimony, it's involved people saying yes to God and yes to being involved. Father, I want to thank you for your incredible kindness and goodness to us. And I pray that you take this information today and that it would do us all good. It would bless us with the testimonies. It would bless us with the things that we've seen achieved and accomplished already this year. And for the things that we are yet to achieve, Father, I pray that we could do that and even more. And I pray where there's been a bit of a challenge as far as getting involved and helping brothers and sisters, I pray that your grace and mercy be upon that plea And that you'd stir in our hearts to respond, not out of guilt, not out of manipulation, but out of a love for you and out of a love for your people and out of a love for your church. And I ask that right now in Jesus' name. And I pray that as a church, we could enjoy one another's company and fellowship over tea and coffee, cafe and cappuccinos, and just enjoy the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. It's a wonderful nation. I ask that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and God bless.